Young Cooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. Two. All right, that means we're halfway there. Oh, You're going to have to put up with these sounds because my arm is killing me. Ladies and gentlemen, when he picked me up yesterday from town, he has to snowmobile from our place to where I park my truck. And he had to do that three times. At how how many miles? Only about 1.2 miles. Right, but you did it back and forth three times. Yeah, plus unloading, loading. Uh, Right. Really super heavy stuff. I mean, we're talking eight, seven-gallon cans of gas just to begin with. Not including all the clothes. Oh, my goodness. I had three huge – and we have a big snow uh, sled for the snowmobile for our supplies. Every single one was completely packed. And then the snowmobile dies, and we have to take the remaining supplies. The last trip, thank God. Right at the bottom of the giant hill. Our road is – to lead up to our place is about, a, about 75 yards and it is steep. And the snow was slushy. And we had to carry. And you can't do it all at once. You have to go a little bit, then stop. Because you got to catch your breath. You're sliding all over the place. The stuff is so heavy. No, you had to. I didn't have to. Yes, you stopped a couple of times. To, re- <laughs> to rearrange the bags because of my neck. So, yes, um, we're going to be hurting for a couple of days. <laughs> he might be hurting for a week. I had just... That day, finally woke up in bed, and my neck was not an, a solid knot on my right side where I had the operation. And I was like, thank God. Well, that didn't last long. <laughs> it's back. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the show. This children's book, first of all, again, children don't need to learn about sexuality. They're children. They're not supposed to be thinking about sex. These idiots don't care. It's all about indoctrination, brainwashing. That, that's what they don't educate your children. They they said even in eighteen twenty that wasn't their that wasn't their job. It was to indoctrinate them into socialism and collectivism. <clears throat> and they've been trying ever since. And uh, they pretty much got it down now. So you better get your kids the hell out of there. Anyway, this t- the uh, children's book in question, Pride, the story of Harvey Milk and the Rainbow Flag. I'm sorry. I own the... You, I, you don't own the rainbow. God does. First of all, I'm Irish, and we had it first. What's at the What's at the end of a rainbow, Susan? A pot of gold. Right, because of the leprechauns, part of gold, and it's it comes from Ireland. Uh, so, not homosexual. Bite me. And so, feel free to use the rainbow colors all you want. The rainbow is not does not belong to homosexuals. And yeah, she's gonna she's pointing at the. We have Ace a, a we have an Ace Hardware calendar, calendar up, and the, it's uh, painted by little kids. And for March, they have exactly what Brian's talking about. Thank God in Butte, they don't teach our kids this. They have pots of gold with the rainbow and the leprechaun. Right, because March it's about St. Patrick's Day. Right. Very, very big in Butte, Montana. Oh, huge. It's a four-day celebration. It, we It has one of the biggest <laughs> Irish populations 
in the in any city. It's huge here. Oh my goodness! But look, our kids draw pots of gold with the rainbow and the leprechaun because yeah. they're normal. And because if you dare taught that rubbish in LGBTQ our schools, LGBTQ crap in the you would have a riot. <laughs> They'd be going crazy. So yeah, it's very religious too. We have about thirty churches here. Anyway, uh, back to this. The rainbow flag and the rainbow flag tells the story of the first openly gay person, homosexual, person elected to office in California. Milk was elected in 1977 to a position on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. Now, why is kids in Virginia learning about San Francisco? Who cares? All over the United States. This is not just this school, and it's not just this book. Okay, Don't but, forget the Prince and the Prince and the Princess and the Princess books but this that is, are for preschool and, fi- and five-year-olds. This is what they're doing across the country, though. They're changing the whole dynamic. Virginia, South Carolina, all the Carolinas, they well, all want you, them to be proud. you got to go stand on their desk. you got to say, fine, you keep this out. We're pulling our kids out of school. That's the last thing they want to hear is you're pulling your kid because that costs them money. They get paid per per head that comes to school every day. And yes, if you're that's why they don't like people not coming to school when they're sick because and they want perfect attendance records because they lose money when you when your kid stays home sick. They don't get paid. That's why they don't want charter schools either. They don't want charter schools and they don't want school choice either. Uh charter schools again, you just saw it controlled by the federal government because they take federal money. You can't take federal money and do what you want. That's not how it works. That's why charter schools are not good. They still take federal money. They still have to play ball with the government to get the money. That is not the school you want to send your kids to either. You want to send the school to a private school or homeschool. There are online schools with, with interactive teachers interaction, everything, uh, including uh, tutors, available very, very cheap, I mean extremely cheap, for uh, quality education for your kids. There's no reason to send them to these hamburger mills that you call public schools. They're just chewing up your kids and spitting out nonsense. That's not what you want. And by the way, after you'll not, oh, I make sure I go over and I undo everything they do with my kid. You know what? You really can't undo everything. It doesn't work that way. The damage is done. You can, undoing that damage, uh, it really doesn't work for the most part anyway. But now a common core, it won't work at all. You aren't going to be able to undo common core. It, it remaps their brain as they're growing. That's it. The way they think is going to be changed forever. You can't fix that. It's organic. Anyway, but keep sending your kids there. Pat yourself on the back. Think you're doing a good job. Anyway, this book includes illustrations showing two newlywed men riding a two-seat bicycle and Milk speaking to a crowd about homosexual rights. I'm not calling it gay even for a second. The girl attends Henry Clay Elementary School in Hanover, Virginia. I think the topic was very heavy. I think it was very inappropriate. The mother, Cully Burleson, told 8 News Television. I would have used that for It is not the teacher's job to teach them about homosexuality or any sexuality. It has the parent's job. 
It's not... I don't care if that causes intolerance. Uh, we, you need to be intolerant to homosexuals. They're deviants. There's something wrong with them. They need help, but everybody tells them they're normal. How? If you tell a crazy person they're normal, how the heck are they ever going to get help? Think about that. You tell a crazy person they're normal, and they'll be crazy forever. That's what this is doing. But, Brian, they're not crazy. And it goes against Christian Christian teachings, period. Any, and every, any church that embraces homosexuals and homosexuality is not a church you should belong to. Because that is not God's church. And you better worry about whose church it is, because it ain't God's. Very clear, God said homosexual, homosexuality is an abomination. There, God doesn't change his mind. Why would he? He he lives in all time at once. He there's no he doesn't live in a linear timeline like we do. So he knows everything about everything in the future and the past. So why would he change his mind about something? He knows everything. And it's an abomination, rightly so. It's unnatural. Her daughter is seven. I don't want them teaching it to my seventeen year old daughter. How's that sound? And I would but believe me, it would not happen. When my daughter was staying with us and she was in public school, I went down to that principal's office twice and read him the riot act. I wasn't putting up in, and there was no teaching of homosexuality at that time either, because that would have been a non-starter. That would not be done, period. Or my kid will be pulled from school, period. <clears throat> but, you know, I was just upset the way they were teaching the Constitution. They'll get... This didn't happen. I mean, she was a teenager. I shouldn't say that didn't happen. This didn't. There weren't specific books on it, but it did piss me off that there was a whole sec, whole chapter on homosexual history in her U.S. history book. And by the way, the U.S. history book that she had, every page had a giant picture and then about, you know, three inches of words at the bottom. It was a picture book, for God's sakes. This is a way to teach history. But then again, they don't teach history. Anyway, the seven-year-old daughter, uh, it caused her to question her faith. It caused her to know what homosexuality is, Brillson said. That's the point. They're not supposed to know about homosexuality at seven years old. They're not supposed to know about sex at seven years old. But then again, they're trying to raise good little sexual children for pedophiles, I guess. Why else would you teach a seven-year-old about homosexuality, or any sex, at all? Unless you're just kind of queuing them up for the pedophiles, right? You better think about that, because they lo they love pedophiles, the Democrats do. Uh, many of them are, as well as other sick things. <clears throat> One illustration shows Milk using a bullhorn to speak to a crowd of people who are divided on LGBT issues. Signs of the crowd read, I love my gay son. No, homosexual son. And they didn't call it gay back then, by the way. Gay pride, gays must go, and God says no. The latter side troubled Burleson. That image was enough for my daughter to come home and question why God would hate anyone he created. Oh my lord. God doesn't create hom doesn't hate homosexuals. He hates homosexuality. He hates the act 
of homosexuality, not the person. How many parents would be savvy enough to do that, though, Brian? I don't know. That's why I'm a reverend. Anyway, uh, she was talking to Eight News. She's been told her entire life, God doesn't hate anyone. Love everyone. If you don't understand something about someone, pray for them. Ask them questions. A simple a simple thing to always have in your head is love the sinner, hate the sin. We're all sinners, just in various degrees. Homosexuality is a giant one for God. But it's still, it don't, you don't hate the homosexual, you hate the act of homosexuality. God does love everyone. And whether you believe in God or not, it doesn't matter. God believes in you. Anyway, uh, the teacher stood by the book, saying it was part of a civil rights lesson. Yeah, I'm going to civil rights you right out of job. The principal, though, told 8 News the book was not vetted through the appropriate process at our school. It is also not an approved part of our curriculum. Oh, so what did you do with the teacher then, principal? Well, the other... What happened to the teacher, principal? The other thing... As well as where all the black people, they're, they're, what an insult this is to them. This is probably mostly white school. That's what I'm saying. That that this is an insult to what these so-called activists went through to get rights for the blacks. This is not a civil rights. Oh, it has no, nothing they, to do with believe it. Believe me, blacks do take umbrage to calling it that. Yeah, there's they hate they hate homosexuality too. Uh, this is, it's a big no-no in the black community. I, I have no idea why, but it is. Well, but you know what? If you notice on Hollywood, they're showing more and more black and white homosexuals. Yeah. More black homosexuals. Yeah, and black people don't have to turn the channel, too. People, it, they're not idiots. Black people are idiots. They know how to change a channel. Uh, if they don't like what they see, change the channel. That's a different thing. On TV is not the same as in my school. They have a captive audience. They are stuck. They can't change the channel. That's an that's completely inappropriate. And again, I will teach my kid morality, and I certainly don't want you teaching him morality because you don't have any. That's child abuse. It should be, but it's not going to be. Burleson says, I want to see Hanover County's policy change where parents are aware of what materials are going to be read in the classroom. How about you take control of your uh, school board? you ever think of that? Obviously, there needs to be a change. Why don't you get on the school board? Or why don't you get someone, another Christian conservative, and get them on the school board? And or uh, et al. Take it over. That's my plan anyway. You start the school board and work your way up one step at a time. But this is the this is the first step. You have to do this first. There's no jumping the line. Oh, well, I want to change the county commissioners first. Nope. Nope. If you can't change the school board, you have no hope of going any further. One step at a time. First, secure the future. That's our children. They are the future. And they have taken control of them. They are turning them into good little collectivists, which means socialist, left-wing, little progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, statist, bastard, whatever. They're all the same. They're all collectivists and statists and 
nanny government. It's just ridiculous. And they are winning, ladies and gentlemen. I give you the story. They're winning. Where where are you in Virginia and control your school board? What's that? This would not be allowed because if this teacher did that, the school board could have her fired. Yeah. Well, where's she's tenure? Well, first thing you do is get rid of that. Second thing you need to do is, uh, again, like they, what was it? Oh, what was the state the governor took on this, the union and, and busted the school unions? And it was like, he's never going to, he did a special election to get rid of him, and he won anyway. Because most people want the union busted. They don't want teachers like this teaching in their schools and nothing you can do about it because they have tenure. And it costs $200,000 to get rid of them. That's a lot of taxpayer dollars for one teacher. Bust the union. No unions in schools. That's the one has to be. No unions in schools. No unions anywhere. How's that? I don't care if you think unions are a good idea because you're a worker. I've been a worker all my life and my family were all union people. I was in a couple of unions and I can tell you, all they do is make you work less. That's what they do. Because you're not going to get paid more than Joe over here who's putting his feet up most of the time and not doing anything. If you want to know why there's always three people standing around leaning on leaning on shovels in the in the pothole brigade, it's because of the unions. And you don't want to work yourself out of a job. I, if I had a dime every time they told me that, slow down, you're going to work yourself out of a job. I'm like, what? I've never had someone tell me to slow down before. Is it? I work for a living, man. You, just, you don't slow down. You work as hard as you can. But no, not the union. I didn't get that message right away, so he made sure I got it. He's like, okay, you seem to have a lot of energy. Take the, all that wood there in that pile and put it over in front of that building over there. So I did. And then when I was done, he said, okay, now take all that wood and put it back where you got it. So I did. And he says, now, do you want to do that every day? I'm like, no, it's worth, it doesn't, nothing's getting done. He's like, right, so just listen and slow down. <laughs> That's unions. Great. You also can't ask for a raise if you're out working Joe. I work three times as hard as Joe. I, got three, I, I am more productive than Joe. I want to make more money. I want to raise. You can't do that in a union. It's collective bargaining. Everybody gets the same pay. Based on how long you're on the job, not how good you do the job. You think you're for unions. You aren't thinking. That's the problem. Anyway, Susan has a bunch of... Bought in the bush. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. Really? <laughs> uh, okay, that that was uh, actually killing two birds at one stone. All right, of course, that means it's time for our military heroes from San Diego Union Tribune. Come on, mouse. 
President Donald Trump has moved to intervene in the case of a San Diego-based Navy SEAL charged with killing an injured ISIS fighter in Iraq. Now, you may I remember we covered this back when he was first charged. And they were saying that he was torturing him instead of helping him. When actually he was treating his wounds, not torturing him, as the other Navy SEALs said that were there. But they still charged the guy. So Trump wrote on Twitter Saturday morning that in honor of his past service to our country, Eddie Gallagher will soon be moved to less restrictive confinement while he awaits his day in court. Process should move quickly. The move comes after months of advocacy from Chief Special Warfare Operator Gallagher's family and from Representative Duncan Hunter, Republican California, and other lawmakers. The move, the, earlier this week, a group of 40 lawmakers signed a letter and held a news conference asking Trump to act on behalf of Gallagher, who has been held at the Navy Consolidated Brig Miramar since his arrest in September 11. Gallagher is charged with multiple war crimes based on allegations from fellow SEALs that, during deployment in 2017, he killed a teenage ISIS fighter who was brought to his unit for medical treatment. He is accused of stabbing the fighter in the neck. Didn't happen, and I don't know who these fellow SEALs are. He's also charged with shooting indiscriminately at civilian non-combatants, hitting two of them. I'm getting here that there's some kind of agenda with these SEALs. Probably because we've lowered the standard of people getting into SEALs, that they're just, well, not SEALs. He is also charged with shooting. All right, well, uh, Navy prosecutors also say Gallagher tried to intimidate witnesses once he found out he was under investigation, the reason he was placed in pretrial confinement. Gallagher has pleaded not guilty, denying all charges. Some of his advocates say he is innocent, while others say if he did those things, he should not be punished for what happens on the battlefield. Gallagher's wife, Andrea Gallagher, has been asking Trump to come become involved in the case for weeks. She appeared on Fox News and One America News on separate occasions. She said Saturday that the president had answered her prayers. Our family is thrilled with the president's declaration to step in and release my husband, she said. For us, it's a symbol of the president's loyalty and faithfulness to the military and military families. We feel this is a small step to justice. Details of the transfer were unclear early Saturday. Navy officials said they were aware of the tweet, but no orders had come down yet from the White House. Gallagher's attorney, San Diego-based Philip Stackhouse, said Saturday he thought Gallagher could be released soon. The timeline is still being worked out, he said. One would hope that when a directive has been issued by the president, it would happen quickly. So our anticipation is that it will happen today or tomorrow. 
Gallagher's advocates have complained about the conditions of the brig. His lawyers and family have argued he has been prevented from getting medical care and from visiting with family and legal counsel. Stackhouse said Gallagher likely would be released on a sort of house arrest in which he would be restricted to a local military base except to attend medical appointments. He also might be restricted from communicating with witnesses in the case, Stackhouse said. Gallagher is focused on his upcoming trial, Stackhouse said. He's thankful for all the support he's getting in the public. Gallagher's trial, originally scheduled to begin in February, was delayed until May 28. If convicted of the most serious charge, premeditated murder, Gallagher faces up to life in prison. Now, let me explain what's wrong with the military nowadays. I know people aren't going to like, oh, you don't support the military? I do support the military. I do not support the politicization of the officers in the military and non-coms. Politicizing it. Yes, it even was going on when I was there in 82. It's 200,000 times worse now. It got to the point where you could not rise above lieutenant colonel without the proper politics. If you weren't down with the politics, then that's as high as you'll ever get is lieutenant colonel. So you got to understand, there's a lot of incentive for young officers to be left-wing kooks. Again, the left loves to use the military to play out its social engineering. Hence, open homosexuality military. Open transgender in the military. Are you nuts? Get out of my military. You heard me. I don't care. If they can't keep it in their pants, then they don't need to be in the military. Look. A lot of people outed themselves like idiots. They bought into this, and why would you want to? You've been in the, you've been serving honorably in the military your whole time, and su- and you're a homosexual, and you keep it to yourself because you do the right thing the way the military tells you. Why, good, all that's holy, would you come out just because some left wing coke is suddenly gets? to say to the military, oh, they can serve very... Okay, so I can be open about it. Everyone, every one of you that, oh, that came out are going to end up losing your job. You're going to be kicked out of the military as soon as the... because Trump's switching it back. But you've already outed. There's no hiding now. you got to go. I hope he doesn't in any way, shape, or form want to in any way Try to accommodate those people. You put your sexuality before your service in the military, you're out. That's it. End of it. When I was a, when I was at boot camp, if you were caught having heterosexual sex, you were kicked out of the military. If you can't keep it in your pants for six weeks, eight weeks, then... We don't want you. And that was for heterosexual sex, not homosexual. That 
That happened too. They couldn't keep it in. Sneaking out to go have sex out of the barracks and stuff through the bathroom windows and having sex in dumpsters. They were all caught and immediately discharged dishonorably. Again, it's just sex. It is not what, it does not make a person. So keep your sex to yourself. Otherwise, suffer the consequences. Because once the military decides to go back, you can't be there anymore. You will, you came out. You got to go. And I hope that's what happens. All right, from Fox News. When slain Army Specialist Joseph Collette is remembered at a procession in Ohio... He'll be honored with the streets of his hometown lined with the brand new American flags, thanks to generous donors. I wish he wouldn't have started this. That was my fault. I was looking for your medicine. Why? Because we, last one. Oh, she wants to go to break. It's your cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yeah. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, that bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800 910 8231 The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol and bad influences with the fmla people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it 
Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456-800-377-1456-800-377-1456. That's 800-377-1456. If you're suffering from hearing loss, stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of Listen Clear, a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-917-1316-800-917-1316-800-917-1316 that's 800-917-1316 show hour half of two it's the home stretch thank god because my arm is killing me all right from fox news before i was so rudely interrupted <clears throat> when slain army special of joseph collette is remembered at a procession in ohio he'll be honored with the streets of his hometown lined with brand new American flags thanks to generous donors. Unfortunately, Ohio has a very large Muslim population. Yeah, you should see the giant mosque they built in Ohio. It's disgusting. And all I want to do is nuke it. Oh my God. Send the Secret Service. Colette 29 of Lancaster, Ohio stand was assigned to the 242nd Ordnance Battalion 71st Explosive Ordnance Disposal Group before he was killed in an attack in Afghanistan last Friday, according to the Pentagon. Officials in his hometown were planning for a procession to honor the fallen soldier when some local residents raised concern 
concerns over tattered American flags. Vicki Vaughn, a veteran from Lancaster, emailed WSYX slash WTTE concerned with the condition of the flags, saying they were a disgrace to a fallen soldier. She's right. You're supposed to properly dispose of such flags, which is either buried or burnt. The mayor of Lancaster, David Scheffler, took to a, took to Facebook saying, the city maintains three sets of flagpoles plus various other ones on its buildings around the downtown area. The flags are replaced every six months, right before Memorial Day in May, and right before Veterans Day, November, he wrote. Some seasons, dependent upon the frequency of high winds and other weather events, the flags can get rather worn as their retirement approaches. He acknowledged... My... Next time I'm using your mouse. Um... Where to go? He acknowledged to WSYX WTTE that the flags were in rough shape after a very stormy march. We've had two periods just recently of very heavy winds up to 50 miles per hour, he told the television station. The mayor added that the city's budget is tight and that officials are facing a deficit with reduced fire and police personnel. So he took to Facebook, calling for anyone who could offer up to $1,200 for a new set of flags. It didn't take long for the downtown Rotary Club, the Sherman Rotary Club, to step up and offer $1,200, he told the television station. The mayor is now looking to use the money for the flag fund to refresh the American symbol quarterly instead of twice a year. He added that while he can't pay attention to every social media controversy, because he could soon have an ulcer, the campaign for new flags on his post proved to be a success. Facebook is a good way to get someone's attention, and it got our attention, he said. Facebook is not, depending on who you are, no, it's not. Facebook sucks. Repeat after me. Facebook sucks. <clears throat> All right. Again, from Fox News. The wreck of a World War II U.S. B-24 bomber that plunged into the Sea of Bermuda in February 1945 has been discovered by a team of researchers from the University of Delaware. The Royal Gazette reports that the heavily loaded bomber crashed into Castle Harbor on the northeastern end of Bermuda's main island, Shortly after takeoff, four of the bomber's nine strong crew were rescued from the sea, according to the Royal Gazette, which notes that two bodies were also recovered. The remains of the other three crew members have never been found. The team of students from the University of Delaware's College of Earth, Ocean, and Environment used reports from the night of the crash and information on weather conditions at the time to narrow down the search area. An underwater drone was then deployed to locate the wreckage. Hey, don't be replacing divers with drones. <laughs> I miss diving. I know. This is why I thought you would really like this story. It's pretty cool. Finding the wreckage of the plane was 
a simultaneously thrilling and solemn moment. The project's team leader, University of Delaware Associate Professor Art Trebanis, told Fox News via email, Thrilling for the technical culmination of planning and conducting the search effort with my students, and solemn for the realization and connection it meant for us to the tragedy of the crash and the sacrifices of the crew almost 75 years before. Eerie images show the plane's propeller and other pieces of the wreck on the seabed. However, the plane's fragments will likely remain in their current location. There are no plans for retrieval of the wreckage that we are aware of, Trebanis told Fox News. The findings have been relayed to Bermudan authorities under those whose protection the wreckage remains, as well as the relevant U.S. government bodies, he added. I wouldn't mind diving on that wreck. The University of Delaware students made the discovery during a winter study abroad session at the Bermuda Institute of Ocean Sciences, BIOS. Oh, nice little, nice little, uh... Acronym? Vacation. That's what I was going to say. Bermuda's going to make bucks now, because they have a diving destination too, right? They probably are. They're probably setting it as off-limits. Oh. <clears throat> Citing a spokeswoman for BIOS, the Royal Gazette reports that the B-24 was making a routine ferry flight to Portugal when it plummeted into the sea. A number of downed aircraft from World War II have been located in recent years. The wreckage of another U.S. Air Force B-24 bomber was found in Papua New Guinea. In 2018, 74 years after it was shot down during a fierce battle with the Japanese forces. I forget this place in in, in the uh, South Seas that, I mean, they have all these wrecks in crystal clear water from World War II. All, all kinds of blades and ships and stuff, and you can go there, dive on all of them. It's really pretty cool. Uh, you're, not, you're not allowed to take anything, but... You could dive on it, which is, I mean, it's pretty cool to be able to dive on World War Two ships, and they're very preserved in those waters. That's it, amazing to me. I mean, they're like intact, and you can, I mean, they, it's a regular vacation divers do. They go there, you get to dive on it two times a day. Uh, I always wanted to go there. Well, that's because the wrecks that you dived on were in the Atlantic Ocean, and it's always cloudy. Cold cloudy and deep it was great it's, though 120 <laughs> feet man it's, it's that's it's nothing scary like that. though it's scary it's, it's spooky well it's spooky it's definitely <laughs> eerie as you you know you can't see anything even up the top where it's lit up because there's so much algae and then when you go down it starts getting dark and you can't you can't see anything and you just have your light facing down while you're diving and suddenly it kind of the bottom looms up at you it's it's really cool uh very good very cool experience i never got tired of it. in fact there's one ship to san diego i made it a point to dive on like every week uh and i was actually exploring new places and trying trying to find some uh treasure because you were allowed to take whatever you wanted a lot of people found china and silverware all you know all kinds of stuff that went down with it. But a lot of it's unexplored still when I was doing it. was A lot of it was still unexplored. And I don't know, probably still to this day, there's 
a lot unexplored. It was a because it was a cruiser. This thing's a huge uh, Navy cruiser, upside down at 120 feet at the bottom. And they had this one spot where they cut this giant hole in it. It's called the barn door. And you go you go in there, and it's just teeming with fish, all kinds of fish. And they you just float in there. They swim all around you. It's really a cool experience. Uh, the the only time I was ever concerned is when <laughs> there were two boats out shark fishing, chumming for sharks. While I was going to dive on the wreck, they were doing it around just like a hundred yards from the the ship, and I'm like, "Well, this could be interesting." Don't you think they could have coordinated with these people, knowing, telling them that you were diving? The dive boat, the dive captain didn't have any problem with it. The dive boat was like, no big deal. I didn't see one shark. I actually wanted to. I did, but I. The only time I didn't like it is when you come up for your mandatory hang for ten minutes. It's a, it's a, uh, a, a cautionary thing you do at deep dives. Even though you make sure you don't go over time at the bottom where you're going to get the bends, you still hang and do a decompression for ten minutes just in case. Uh, up towards where I said it was all algae bloom, you couldn't see anything. Yeah, yeah. You're hanging on a, a a rope, bouncing up and down with the ship, like like you're a, on a fishing line. Just, just you can't. I a shark would have ate me before I ever saw it. it. It's just that was that used to freak me out. I hated doing that. Did it anyway, but I hated it. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh, don't go see Jaws before you dive. <laughs> Where was I on this? Uh, in 2017, engineers working on a subsea-powered link discovered what is believed to be the wreckage of a lost World War II Royal Air Force bomber off the coast of Norway. In 2015, the University of Hawaii and NOAA released incredible images of a U.S. Navy seaplane sunk during the opening moments of the attack on Pearl Harbor. Last year, an extremely rare World War II Spitfire fighter plane flown by a Royal Air Force pilot who later took part in the Great Escape was recovered from a remote Norwegian mountainside. The wreck of World War II aircraft carrier USS Wasp was recently discovered in the Coral Sea more than 70 years after the ship sunk during the Guadalcanal campaign. Wasp was spotted on the seabed by experts from the vessel RV Patrell which is part of a research organization set up by late billionaire Paul Allen. Resting at a depth of nearly 14,000 feet, photos captured by an undersea drone clearly show Wasp Bridge, anti-aircraft guns, a 5-inch gun, the wreckage of Avenger aircraft, and an anchor. 14,000 feet you can't dive on, just so you know. You would get crushed. I know, but now they have those super cool bubble things. Well, they always had that, but now they got actual. Well, now they got drones. They don't have to send people down. Uh, yeah, but that's boring. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> but it is. You know, if you're just looking for pictures, not adventure. You don't want to disturb it and take anything from it. Uh, yeah, the fourteen thousand feet. That's that's deep. Uh, like I said, I 120 feet is deep. Without nitrous, you don't want to go much deeper than that. I was set to go uh, 
on a submarine at 220 feet. But I, I, my job got in the way at the last minute. <clears throat> I was, I was actually saving up to go do it. And that's a nitrous, I would have had to have a nitrous set up for that. Because if you breathe the right oxygen, you will get the bends. And so you, you got to go with nitrous. But, you know, that would have been cool. I've never dove that deep, 220 feet. But, eh, it's good that I, it's good there's stuff I still haven't done. Oh, okay, this day in history. All right, I'm going to give a little background because we do have time for this. I did this day in history, which was the Battle of Princeton, but I had to preference it with what Princeton was. Of course, everyone knows Princeton, New Jersey, but the Battle of Princeton took place at the university. So I had to give a little bit of background about the university, which is going to make every every Prague uh, millennial and uh, socialist head explode. What our universities used to be back in the day? <laughs> they were educational. They were indoctrination. There was no politics involved in, in that other than liberty. <clears throat> All right. Princeton University founded in, this is from encyclopedia.org, founded in 1746 by religious reformers. Say that again? Religious reformers. Why? You can't say that? Princeton University is... One of the oldest and most prestigious universities in the United States. You know, an a, you know, an atheist head just exploded, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not all that anymore. The fourth oldest school in the nation, Princeton's founders decided to establish the school after Harvard and Yale opposed the Great Awakening. Four Presbyterian ministers, all of whom were part of the New Light faction. That was part of a split that took place in the Presbyterian Church in the 1740s. Came together with three laymen to found the institution. It was originally called the College of New Jersey. The first classes were held in Elizabeth, New Jersey, in the parsonage of Jonathan Dickinson. Wow, one of the most famous reverends of the time. Its first president. The school was moved to Newark in 1747 and then in 1756 to Princeton, New Jersey. Like most 18th century schools of similar stature, Princeton's curriculum emphasized the classics, while the campus culture reflected the religious orientation of the school's founders. Throughout the 18th century, admission was based upon a knowledge of Latin and Greek. Attendance at prayer remained a requirement until the late 1800s. Isn't this amazing how fallen? Everyone says that we're moving forward. We're totally regressing. Totally. We were never more prosperous than when we were a Christian nation. Never. And this was way before. This is when we were colonies still. And again, they said the only reason to go into debt is war. And yet the only thing anybody bitches about in this country is how much the military costs. No. It's everything else that's unconstitutional, illegal, and needs to go, not the military. In addition to establishing its place in colonial history as one of the academic institutions founded in response to the Great Awakening, Princeton was significant to the history of the early republic 
because of its central role in both the American Revolution and the development of Congress. Princeton was the site of a historic battle during the Revolution, the Battle of Princeton in 1777, and its president of the time, John Witherspoon, another famous reverend of the time. It was Jonathan Witherspoon, though. Yes, it was Jonathan. Not John. Was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Nassau Hall, which has been the center of Princeton's campus since 1756, briefly served as a member, uh, as the meeting site for the Continental Congress in 1783. From its members, Princeton was able to claim nine graduates among the delegates of the Constitutional Convention of 1787. It's the Philadelphia Convention, but let's not split hairs. This was more than any other college could boast. In addition, ever since the first meeting of the House of Representatives in 1789, the school has had at least one alumni sitting in Congress. Now, 1789, why? Because the Constitution, although ratified in 1788, did not go into effect until 1789. Hence why the conservative shirts were pulled, thanks to me, that said, living under the Constitution since 1788. I'm like, what? No, we didn't live under the Constitution until 1789. I got back. What are you talking about? It was ratified in 1788. Yeah, but it didn't go into effect until 1789, so you couldn't be living under it in 1788. I guess that cost them... A lot of reprint, reprinting of shirts. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, it was an argument. People came at, came at, like, I didn't know what I was talking about to, to their defense. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I won. They pulled it because I know my history. This is little known that, yes, the convention was in 1787. The ratification didn't happen completely until 1788. And it didn't go into effect until 1789. Hence why they're talking about the first meeting of the House of Representatives is 1789. But I'm out of time. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.